Welcome back to an Omnia Paradis. I am Jay, giving my other co-host Angela a break this week because I am a martyr. But don't you fret, we have a very special guest. A I don't know if I'm gonna be like re-give her the title of a directioner this episode or like she's gonna stay at directionator level. My friend from high school, Lily. Hi, everyone. I'm so honored to be here. This is actually her second episode, but her first one hasn't come out yet because... It's in the vault. Angela and I backload some. So like when holidays or things come up that we're like busy for, we can still release to my very rigid obsessive compulsive schedule. Yeah, it's a juicy episode. So I'm excited for that to come out. But yes, I'm very excited to be here today. And I feel like I still have the title of directioner. Um, I don't know the difference. I honestly don't know the difference. <laughs> the thing I was going to tell you, if I'll FaceTime you so you can like, I can like screen record and like share it with you later. I was able to find my One Direction fan Tumblr back from oh. like 20. Oh no. That like from basically a decade ago, I was also able to find my Tumblr blog where I thought I was going to be like Jenna from Awkward. I don't know if you'd watch that show. I know Angela and Olivia did, but I swear I went through a phase and I'm not reading it. It's private. I was smart enough to make it private, but it is on the internet. We'll not be sharing that. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we need to explain like how dedicated and obsessed we are with One Direction. It, 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 I think it consumed about three years of our lives. Yeah, basically. In this era, we have to like go back the decade or the 12 mm-hmm. years. The band was formed in 2010. So 12 years at this point. At first wasn't with Lily and our other podcast guest, also high school group friend, Laura. They like talked a lot about X Factor and like certain things and like music. And I didn't find, so they like had their own thing going, which I will let Lily explain. I heard Tiffany Alvord. I don't know how many people were on the internet, like the music cover scene, the beauty gear scene, the YouTube, like influencer, VidCon, playlist live people thing. But Tiffany Alvord is a singer and songwriter maybe. But she did, she did a cover of What Makes You Beautiful, which is the first thing I heard. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. like I like this song like who sings it and so like I look it up I'm the one direction music video and I see Harry's beautiful eyes I'm like oh my god like and no one I had known specifically had been talking about it so I wasn't like wow I'm like a genius I found like a next thing I'm no Simon Cowell or any of those panels but I was like oh like this is a cool band I'm gonna look into it like kind of look more and then within a few days somehow Laura and Willie were also very obsessed with this time with Ed Sheeran they started talking about it and then it kind of exploded. Yeah, this was during a time when like British culture was huge. Like in high school, I feel like all British things we were just obsessed with. And I don't remember how I found the band either. It probably was through Laura, honestly. Or I might have seen a music video. Was it through Ed Sheeran? It might have been through Ed Sheeran, or honestly, it might have been my family in Ireland. I don't know. All I know is I fell deeply in love. And I think something else that I need to establish right now. Lily, (laughs) you, me, and Laura were pretty civil teenagers at the time, and we distributed the band. Mm -hmm. We did. Can you recall to my podcast listeners, the podcast listeners, how we how we split this. Yeah, well, first of all, I'm going to say I made some poor choices. I will say with my choices, there were no fighting. Like we didn't fight. You know, I had a little very, tiff over one of them, but like it wasn't, we were civil. Very diplomatic. First of all, for any of you out there that are listening, we have five boys, okay? We have Harry Styles, we have Zane, we have Liam, we have Niall, and we have Louie. Mm-hmm. Jay, Jay won that day when she chose Harry and Zane. Jay, I guess, saw into the future that Harry Styles was like going to be the one to watch. I settled, well, not settled. I love <laughs> Liam. Liam was my dude. At the time, I had like a fat crush. My little 16-year-old self was obsessed with Liam. Um, And then I also chose Niall because he's Irish. And And Laura chose Louie. And we decided to share Niall. Um, Not really sure how that works or like... We thought we could split him, I, I guess. But uh, yeah, you got Zayn and Harry, which looking back, great pick. Laura and Lily we were much more aligned with this like, than I was. Like one of them burned the CD originally for the other. Like I wasn't really a part of there. So like when I like, was like, oh, I like them too. I was like, okay, like obviously as all friends do, we need to split this up. Like I didn't even fight for Harry and Zayn. It was kind of like for them, it was like, oh, well we both, they were like, they really wanted Niall and then they each had the other when they wanted them. Like Harry and Zayn were the ones, well, not only were they the ones I liked better, but they were the ones left over. So I was like, yeah, cool. Which 
like shame on us because Harry should never be a leftover choice. And for that, I apologize. But I was just so into Liam. And that's why that interview that he did really <laughs> shook me to my core. Because it was like, that was my guy. That was my man. Well, I don't know if Harry would be as much would of mine. Have you been seeing his first audition for X Factor going around TikTok? <sighs> Oof. Yes, I have. One Direction 2010 was formed on the X Factor UK, Britain, whatever. And the judges at the time were someone I don't know, Simon Cowell, Nicole Scherzinger, and maybe someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually I never watched the show at the time. I, I kind of entered the scene later. Well, yeah, I guess was YouTube not around back then? I guess it well, was. It was, but like they weren't posting like the clips the way they do now, like internationally. True. I'd always watch the show when I went back to Ireland every summer, mm-hmm. like it would just be on. So I, I knew what the show was. And like, I was a fan, but I, I missed the season that they were on. And it's like, I like these kind of talent shows. But like, I didn't, we didn't get to really watch this experience. But like, you started hearing rumblings, because I also remember my friend really liked and I also did. This is like really when the boy band was coming back. There was also Big Time Rush, which was a show I loved at the time, like mm-hmm. boy bands were in. And I had a friend who loved Big Time Rush. And she was saying how, oh, I went to a Big Time Rush concert. This like English band was opening for them like oh like cool one direction is opening for a big time rush and then it started happening they opened for them and it was it was so bad because like this is where like internet culture really started because people would go for one direction and then leave allegedly from what i heard that's brutal i met big time rush in a mall once fun fact are there photos there are yeah Oh my god! I, I mean, I think those. I think it was in like a border. So Love I mean, that for you. <laughs> wait, this is like a bit of a side note. I was going through my Instagram because Lily and I are starting a fun side project, and I was, did we see Kelly Clarkson in concert? Because allegedly we did. I have no um, memory of this whatsoever. But like, what I hashtag Kelly Clarkson. It was 2015. It was one of those summer radio series concerts, oh. and I I found out she was there. In fact, I saw it and I hashtag oh. it. But I have no remembering of us seeing it. I don't, I mean, I don't remember. So maybe. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Laura's going to be special guesting with her notes. They're a little all over the place, but I'll take it. Sorry. One of her faves is like a song I felt like bottom, bottom, bottom song. I know. So I feel I- like we're going to have a lot of opposite opinions on the song. Yeah. It's okay. Back to the origin story. And also yeah. this is with influencer culture, British culture, YouTube culture, the internet, Instagram, social media. This was kind of like the ramp up. Young millennials, millennials, Tumblr culture was really big, which we'll get into. Obviously, I was a part of this. One Direction really blew up on Tumblr. On the X Factor. Did not win the X Factor, but the five boys auditioned. And like, let's do a quick rundown of the auditions. Well, I'll give like three words for the recap, okay? Harry, the audition we saw was Isn't She Lovely by Stevie Wonder. And he said he worked in a bakery. Three words mm-hmm. to describe the first time you saw it. Sweet, precious baby. Liam sang Cry Me a River by someone, I think it was like, oh gosh. It was like, I don't want to say it was Sinatra, but like it was a Sinatra-esque sounding song. So like. Oh dear Lord. I'm looking it up right now because I blocked it out of my memory. Okay. Well, I'll continue. Niall, sweet little Irish baby Niall sang So Sick by Neo. And bless Katy Perry's heart because she was the guest judge on this episode because she's the one who put him through because like God knows those other ones weren't going to. Like hearing that audition was painful, but not as painful as Louie's audition to Hey There Delilah. Oh, yes. I don't want to, I'm going to say this and I don't mean it to sound like mean, but Louie, uh, I never really knew he was there. Like, is that slander? Because maybe, but Louie, I like didn't really care what he did. And then, you know, of course, we have Zayn's audition, which acapella, his own little spin on So Sick by Neo. Fact check, it was Let Me Love You by Mario. No, I need to brush up on the auditions because I don't remember that. Found it, loved it. Liam, again, Liam was my favorite. With that Justin Bieber haircut. I would have married Liam, which is what hurt the most. <laughs> I want to hear this one and I want to hear Zayn. Oh my gosh. Okay, okay, okay. Yes. So the only thing I remember from this clip is him winking at Cheryl. Which is ironic. I'd say the audition was mid. Why is it ironic? Well, they ended up dating for a while. Isn't that who he had the baby with? Did he? See, this is where we're going to have a hard time because like their lives and like what happened with them as socially, I don't know. However, their music, I know. So they dated, she was way older and they had a kid or they might've gotten married. Liam and Louie, who for me were always more like side, mediocre, average. They had two really pretty 
pretty girlfriends who were really good friends. So I remember stalking them a lot of time on Instagram. It was, I think, Eleanor Calder or something, Caldwell. Mm. And then Danielle, something with an S. She was a dancer on the show, I think. But that was like a big thing during that time. You're going to have a lot more of the fun facts as far as their like dating lives. And- we're going to start with Made in the AM because like without Zane, it's not the same. I didn't even rank the album because frankly, I couldn't even remember it. I just kind of put a thumbs up near the songs I liked and I thought oh, we would too. go kind of there. But first, with our, our honorary third guest, I will read what Laura told us about Made in the AM. She said, only liked four out of the 17 songs. Um, really liked the four, but the rest are unmemorable. We're really on the same page here. I think when it comes to, oh my God, I have the exact same note. I think I've come to hate AM since it always plays in my car when I plug it in. That and the A-Team by Ed Sheeran always scarred me because mm-hmm. as soon as you plugged it in, those would play. I wish the album would have popped off more since Zane, this one post Zane. I wonder how many girls are named Olivia because of them. I don't know, but I do know my friend Olivia does claim that song as hers. And her right. three favorites were What a Feeling, Never Enough, and Drag Me Down. Okay. Yeah, I think we're on the same page with that. I do okay. have more songs that I do like from the album. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think it was their strongest one. Okay, so... Do you want to go song by song or what are you thinking? I'll go through my list of ones that I like put a thumbs up by. And thumbs up doesn't mean like hardcore like love. It just means like I would listen to again. Mm-hmm. So... Drag Me Down, great music video, good song for them to launch, Pose Zane, thought it was cool. I agree. Yeah, I gave that an 8 out of 10 because <laughs> I ranked have... every song. Perfect. And then also, I, I also looked up who, which of the boys had co-writing credits on all the songs. So then we have Perfect, which I liked, which Harry and Louie got to work on together. And for all of the like old school One Direction fans, you know why like Harry and Louie doing anything together is good because One Direction was a very toxic fandom. I think all fandoms can get very toxic and One Direction did. I don't know. As someone who is not queer I don't know if I can claim this but to me the toxicity on whether Harry and Louie were dating and the fan fiction mm. and the conspiracy is very similar to people trying to out Taylor Swift again not queer not trying to speak for people I'm more than happy to be educated if that's if I'm speaking out of turn but for being part of these two fandoms and seeing the way people talk about it or not relatable they seem very related and seem very not appropriate as no one has come out saying anything personally I agree it was toxic that whole like not conspiracy but like people just took it way too far. You could tell it made them uncomfortable. Um, Infinity was fine. I gave it a five out of 10. Perfect in Infinity, I, I gave mid range. If I Could Fly, Love was my favorite song from the album. I did too. And I forgot that it existed, but I listened to it and like I had a moment. Well, the thing is, I think everyone, if you were to ask, do you love the song If I Could Fly? Most people would say no. Most mm-hmm. people, including me, I thought the song was for your eyes only. Like, that's the way I remember the song. So it's like, oh, mm-hmm. this was this song of this album. And this one, again, with my great taste, Harry got to help write. And mm-hmm. how much credit do these boys actually do? We don't know. But like, we're going to say they basically wrote the songs by themselves, which is a complete lie. But my podcast, my delusions. Sure. Yeah. Well, we know Ed, Ed Sheeran had a, a hand in a bunch of their songs. Yeah. But as far as like the actual, the rest of them, I have no idea. But we're going to say that they wrote everything themselves. Really. I like Never Enough. I thought it was cute. Niall mm-hmm. wrote that one. Helped, right? I didn't know that. That's sweet. I love I love the aua. Yes. <laughs> what does it make that I'm gonna try not, I'm gonna try Yeah, I'm gonna try not to sing a lot on this pod, but if it comes out, it comes out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Safe space. Olivia. <laughs> also with Harry's help. Great song. Great song. Wish it was named Lily, but yeah, go off. <laughs> <laughs> then the other two I didn't mind were I Want to Write You a Song was kind of cute. That's what I thought was my name. And then History was Help with Louie and Liam. And that one just got an honorable mention because like that was a song where they like lied and told us they were only taking like a 10 year break or whatever. And they like made a cute like montage video, which is the only reason like I have nostalgia for. Like I don't actually like the song, but mm. I have like, I love like the entertainment like produced moment they made around the song. Mm-hmm. And and then every other song sounded the same. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a great recap. I have a few that I hate, so I'm gonna okay, just go briefly mention them. <laughs> End of the day, I gave it a three out of ten. I didn't give anything less than a three because I think that's offensive. <laughs> Louie and Liam helped write that one. Oh, I I hated it so much. I don't like the change in tempo. I said it's giving Disney Channel. Um, <laughs> so that is one of my least saves. Temporary Fix got a low score as well. That was Niall. Um, yeah. See, I don't think Niall has what it takes. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and he Damn. was my pick. I just, I made all the wrong choices. It had a weird vibe. Niall was growling a lot, which um, <laughs> wasn't really my thing. And then Wolves, I gave a really low score. And I think Laura did as well. Which song? Wolves. She, her commentary was, it rubs her the wrong way. And I completely agree with her. I just wrote, hate it. <laughs> 
But some of my favorites were I Want to Write You a Song. Mm -hmm. What a Feeling is like the most disco fun. Louie and William helped with that one. Oh, it's a good one. And then If I Could Fly, again, took me by surprise. Loved it. I think some of them are overrated on this one. Like, do I do like Drag Me Down, but it is kind of, maybe I've just heard it too many times. Mm -hmm. Um, And then a lot of them are so forgettable, like Walking in the Wind. Like, what was that? Love You (laughs) Goodbye. Don't know what that was. (laughs) That was just Louie. Yeah. And Walking in the Wind was... Walking in the Wind was hairy. Well, I did give it a 7 out of 10, but it's just forgettable, you know? Like, you listen to it and you're like, wow, this is a good song, but, like, why did I not remember it? Um, Do you have an album preference? I just thought we should get that one out of the way because, like, the other ones, like, have solid contenders and I have opinions and I've listened to numerous times. This one was, oh, like... the other ones? Yeah, the other ones I could literally write a full novel about. We could start at the beginning. We can start with Up All Night and, like, work our way down. I think so. Okay, sorry, I have to scroll on my list. There are, like, 92-plus songs on this. I, like, looked up their discography and then there are... Like some bonus tracks I mentioned, which were they only did on tour, which I think deserve the honorable mention. Mm-hmm. Like if they got in the rights, it would be okay. So up all night. I rather than like ranking them like Lily did, I just like re-rank the album the way I would have liked. Mm-hmm. But we'll start with Laura, who luckily told us um Up All Night came out in 2011. She liked 15 out of the 18 songs, strong debut album. She liked nearly every song was sentimental. I cannot say the same. Um, what's the verdict? Were Louie and Harry in love or not? As we covered, a big point of contention for the fan base. The vocals are really strong. Or no, sorry, that's a lie. The vocals are actually really rough. <laughs> Pardon me, just a laugh. The vocals are really rough, especially Louie. Ooh, Louie and yeah. Niles' vocals. But oh. like, also, you could really tell. Like, fortunately, we missed the first concert. I really don't like talking about it because, like, they were small venues. We could have gotten tickets, and I regret it the same way I regret Laura and I hardcore not spending the extra like two hundred dollars to get VIP for take me home do oh. like, too much but like if we just paid we should have just paid because meet and greets were never an option ever ever again. yeah anyway. that's like a once in a lifetime but it's fine we're you know that's fine laura clearly also did rank by the extended versions of the albums mm-hmm. see willie she didn't have to ask she just knew like <laughs> if there were more songs you added those onto the list well it's like with the extended version like you said there are so many songs this podcast could be like eight hours it could be but that means you have weak opinions like i could do this podcast in five <laughs> minutes because i have lists and they're just correct well i did i did rank and rate there also was a song home on that was released after the made in the am that they used for like the 10 year anniversary or something and it was only on the japanese version oh my god i don't know about that song that's the one i forgot not great don't worry you didn't miss much okay up all night okay do you want me to give my ranking do you want to go through each song This is tough because like Laura, I think the whole album was great. Um, I think you should go first and give like your top three, maybe. And then I'll go and give my top three and then we can do honorable mentions. Or Can we do top least... three and bottom three? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. okay, my top three are I Wish, More Than This, and Tell Me a Lie, which was actually written by Kelly Clarkson. Oh, I'm loving your fun fact. Thank you. Okay, those are great choices. And then do you want to do your, should I give my bottom or do you want to give your top? You give your bottom. My bottom three, which like was not hard whatsoever. Whatsoever, <laughs> Laura and I might have to get stand up. Oh, <laughs> oh, same. <laughs> I want and taken. Okay. I think we're on the same page. Okay. Stand up. I gave it a three out of 10 and I said, hate it for some reason. Uh huh. <laughs> it's just probably, yeah, it's probably the worst song they've ever made. Um, but my top three, I'd say more than this because I used to cry to it because I'm a big, I was a big Liam girly and like he had a big part of that Wait, song, song. I feel like more than this. Wait, that was in your bottom? No, it's my top. I used wait, to cry to it all the time. Sorry, when you said stand up, I, wait, I thought you were saying your top. I got, sorry. I, oh, I no, I just top. had, I had a lot of opinions on stand up. I had to get that out oh, of Okay, the way. got it. Got yeah. It. But no, my top is more than this. I love Stole My Heart. And I know it's like one of the weirder songs that they did, but it's just such a different vibe. Giving Euro trash, like you're in a club and like- yeah, it's one of one of my faves of all time. I have a lot of like ones that are tied. Yeah, just go. Um, just I'd say them. I wish as well. But again, the whole album, incredible. Love it. I don't know. My I'd... bottom three, my bottom three, I'd say I should have kissed you. A lot of the, um, oh, a lot of the like bonus tracks on this album were so bad. Like Another World, Stand Up, Trash. Um, and then the I'm flipping, Same Mistakes is also not one that's like not my favorite. Yes, that's at the bottom. Yeah, I know. You and Laura both really didn't like the bonus tracks. I should have kissed you in Another World. I ranked like top half. 
because like I have the nostalgia of like the like that everything about you stole my heart like same mistakes era but like Mm. it was a moment and we're gonna leave it with moments in that moment in 2011. (laughs) Ooh, I like what you did there. Thank you. Yeah moments is another like classic great song fun to sing especially as an alto with a deeper voice. I feel like (laughs) because I sang so many of these songs they all start out so low and I don't know fun to sing for me. Yeah Laura is like one of her tops is I want which I don't understand but like no I want it's giving like musical theater it is and then it's also just so painful when you see them singing it live because like Louie and Niall like I don't they're not only was their vocals not as strong as it was towards the end but like the part was also just kind of funky that mm-hmm. they had to sing so it like also made them look worse than they were yeah oh yeah but yeah she hated another world she hated i should have kissed you i think was also on her like na 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 also i that reminds me of x factor so i ranked it like it had like a nostalgia hit for me in the middle but oh yeah. okay that's good i ranked it low just because it reminds me of my grandma because i called her <laughs> nana <laughs> So, na na na, na na na, it just reminds me of her. Okay, and then, so on the first tour, the two songs that they were known for adding, which is where Louis redeems himself. So during their first tour, each of them, not only did they do a live Twitter Q&A, which again, we missed, but they also did like, each of them sang like an individual song. Can't tell you what all of their songs were, but I do know that Louis covered Valerie by, I don't know if it was Amy Winehouse's song. Amy Winehouse? I don't if it was either her or she covered it from an older artist but like that song Mm -hmm. and he did a great job so that was an honorable mention and they also sang you somebody by kings of leon i believe on tour and that was another great one oh wow yeah that's the that's awesome now the tour i've seen the tour i got to see twice take me home take me home I actually had a much harder time with Take Me Home Midnight Moments and Four because I was either like very neutral, like it's a bop, I like it, might not be my favorite, or like, and that was like a good like 60% of the songs they were, they were the songs like I loved and like will die for. And then like a mm. good chunk that I will listen to and not very many like I would never want to hear again. So it was really hard for me. This but album is my top ranked album. I have, I, do I feel like, oh, this album was like me in high school, like feral. You know, like this album <laughs> was like my, my sexual awakening as a teenager. Okay. Laura also agrees that Take Me Home okay, is the cool. best album. And we all agree Made in the AM is the worst album. Her Take Me Home. Yeah. 17 Take out of Take Me Home songs. also has, sorry, hold on. Take Me Home also has the best extended tracks, which like means Agreed. a lot to me. Because well, I feel like all the other albums. Because they had the Target, because I have three copies of Take Me Home. Because oh there's the, the original, the Target exclusive. And then there was another exclusive one because I do own three copies of this. Yes. Oh yes. Take Me Home 2012. Laura said 17 out of 20. Again, a whole bunch of bop, a little more pop, dance vibes, really close between this album and. Oh, there we go. Thank you. I was like. What is this not perfect? I didn't realize how fast these albums came because it's like right? 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014. Like, no wonder. Like, this is a very like compact was... thing, but like, right? Core, such core. Okay. I was thinking the same thing. I didn't realize two came out in one year, and they did all of this. But they were like all of back this music. Yeah, it all came out within three years, which is no wonder. Like, they were such a big band. Okay. I will go through my list. And as I like name a song, you can tell me what you like out of 10, what you gave it. And then we'll discuss. Great idea. Yeah. This album we need to go like in deep with. This, my number one song hasn't always will, has from Salmon always will be Irresistible from the extras, which is in the target version. Love this song so much. We're on the exact same page because I gave it a 10 out of 10. I wrote (laughs) chills and then under light, (laughs) love this song. Love it so, so much. Yeah. So the, the so the next song, so the second song I have, I is the one is the lyric I did for when we went to the concert in 2013, and that was the thing. The concert was the year after the album came out, so like it extended how long the because we saw them in 2013 because I remember because mm-hmm. we graduated high school because mm-hmm. we're old as fuck now. Yeah, we need to talk about that concert because. Uh... <laughs> that's another one of my questionable choices as a teenager was writing the lyrics I want you to rock me on a a (laughs) t-shirt and wearing it in public don't worry I already have the picture for this episode going it's the selfie that you and I took my lyrics were to the next song I have which my number two is I would great choice yep 
that's in my top three as well. Actually, I don't have a top three for this because I have a top it's like so, 10. It, yeah, it's so hard. Um, yeah. And then my third one was over again. It's sad. Yep. It kind of kills the mood, but like it's a great mm-hmm. song. You hit you hit all of my 10 out of 10. <laughs> Love that for me. Yeah, the Over Again was an Ed collab, so literally cannot go wrong in my no, eyes. No, it wasn't. Are you sure? According to Wikipedia, it wasn't. Okay, I'm 90% sure that Ed helped write Over Again. I, I would that. believe it. And okay, so then my number four was little things which i was actually going through an article of someone else who ranked all of one direction and they put this at the bottom the way they chose to interpret the song was like i know you have all these flaws but like it's great that i still view as you as a human anyway which like (laughs) sure you could read it that way (laughs) i read it as the music video where i have so many screenshots of harry in black and white and his big puppy eyes and them all in that recording studio together like that video like you cannot i don't i don't give a shit like the comment they make because like people even my mom had a problem with like the line about the jeans and i'm like you know what i'm okay with it if they said that to me if harry said that to me i'd be okay with it so we're gonna let it squeeze into your your jeans but your part no i don't have any problem with that <laughs> at all we love that we love body positivity <laughs> um- <laughs> yeah exactly yeah that's one of my faves and then my next one is they don't know about us again it was hard because some of the songs i like are slower and like you're going from like all of these like really fun ones and you like get to these like great songs those are all my favorites though honestly i like the slow like moody get you in your feelings This one I think is where you and I are going to differ that I'm putting this so high, but like I need my energy back up. She's not afraid. I think it's fun. I think it's fast. Like it helped to kind of balance out some of the other ones I had. I I gave it a 7 out of 10. I think Mm -hmm. it has a great chorus. It's not one of my favorites, but I do really like the song. Next is Kiss You because I'm back in my faster. And that video where Zayn kisses Harry on the bike or Harry kisses Zayn on the bike. I can't recall, which I know. But someone kisses someone on the motorcycle and it's adorable with the green screen. That's cute. It's a good song. I wrote down Baby Nile Shine. So apparently it's a good song. It's fun. Next, next I have Heart Attack. Mm Mm-hmm. Which like nine out of ten for me. I wrote down ow. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and then I have Rock Me, which has been and I think will be is always one of Laura's top songs. It's my top song. It's both of our top songs. Anytime that they go ow ow or like, you know, they're like yeah. they're like making that sound uh awaken something in me. Of course. It's my ten out of ten, probably most played song by them. Rock Me, I like the beat. Mm-hmm. I like the vibes. I thought they were getting a little saucier. So I'm I'm all about it. And then I put, see, it's hard. Like some of these, I can't separate like the entire like marketing and like video behind it. So I have Love All Your Young. It's not that I think it's necessarily like the best. I don't think it's like deserves as high because of like the song was so great. But I remember that Laura and I and like our table was in stats class when this video came out and us <laughs> watching it of them like yeah. in the camp setting. I do remember, I have like very heartfelt memories of this song. This is yeah. the one that we do the dance to all the time, right? Yes. Like we'd record ourselves doing the dance. Yeah. Yeah. So it's hard I gave for me it to an rank eight out of ten. Yeah. It's iconic. It's catchy. It has good memories. Again, yeah, yeah not one of their best. Laura did not like the song, which respect oh okay let me run through the ones that were missing we have come on come on and last first kiss i, I put, both i gave okay. both of them a six i always skip yeah, both of them they were fine um loved you first i like that was like mid bottom because so many like I, other ones yeah top. magic which is like a fun bop but like fun bop i like it not one of my favorites um nobody compares is made as well i That's, think that was my worst I hated that. That was like really that like gave me yeah no was not yeah I guess that that one and loved you first I both gave fives I didn't give anything less than a five for this album um, um I I actually really like summer love I think it's really underrated so, yeah so did Laura not a fan <laughs> you and Laura have very similar tastes so I'm not surprised yeah we do back for you is also mid that's the song I meant to switch out that's the one mm. on my list I mean it's cute and it's fun but it's not my fave mm, yeah no change my mind not not bottom ones but i do remember that is the song they float across to during the concerts so it was like hard mm. to like give it too low mm-hmm. um true i think i blacked out in. during the concert because uh i was like i wish we had more like video footage or like memories from the concert because i couldn't find it. oh are you kidding i have like two hard drives filled with every one direction concert i've ever gone to every concert oh gosh, i've ever you... gone to actually i have like a hard you drive. have to send that to me yeah i, I need also... i need to see that because i want to relive that i have a I, I came up with this policy i think it was around this time where I felt like I was recording concerts too much and not, you know, being like a good like Gen Z and like living in the moment enough. But also mm-hmm. like 
I need the memories of this. So oh, yeah. I started what I started doing is I only record songs if it's a song I love, like Galway Girl by Ed Sheeran. I have to record the whole thing. If it's a song I love, you're I'm getting the entire like two, three minutes and it's taking up the space on my phone. Mm-hmm. If it's just like a song that's popular or that I want the memes for, I always record from the bridge into that like final chorus. Cause one, that's where artists will typically like change words or certain things will be slightly different than like the other ones. The bridge is normally your favorite part of a song, as Taylor Swift yeah. has taught us. So but the good thing about the Take Me Home tours, I was very I was very fortunate I got to go to this concert twice so I got to like record it from both seats so I could see and the first time I went to the day and these were like days like repeating days first night the taking home concert is the day they sang best song ever live for the first time and like Mm. I try not to sing or scream in videos because it's embarrassing when other people like Lily are asking me to share this footage I screamed so much like I can barely hear it in the video it's the memories of me screaming not of the song oh my god but yeah yeah that's beautiful I'm glad you have those that's take me home even the ones I don't like I will still listen to the album in its entirety but like same I like my order better yeah when I was refreshing my memory on this album I was having the best time like I was vibing um truly madly deeply is the only one we didn't talk about and again it's one of my favorites it's super underrated is that a cover I don't even know I don't know but it was like I like could I could take it or leave it. We're, so we're yep. on to Midnight Memories, which is the song where a lot more of them like were involved with writing it. Mm. So that's the first fact. So then for this tour, we got Teenage Dirtbag cover. Love it. Ooh, they did beautiful. like a superhero comic montage in the back, like throwing it back to the 90s. Phenomenal. Yeah, and then great. for Red Nose Day, I think this was between, either, but it was when they covered like one way or another in Teenage Kit. Fun mm-hmm. video. Laura's not a fan of that one. Same here, Laura. I'm on the same page. I like I it. I do love the Teenage Dirtbag, though. Allegedly, I may or may not have a copy of it that I found somewhere <laughs> is the best way to write it. Tumblr. Okay, so this is where like <laughs> I start to get in my big Tumblr phase. Before we go through like the soundtrack, just like a few things. So this is the album where like things were getting leaked on Tumblr. People were doing theories. This is a big time where like One Direction fan fiction was going rampant. Mm-hmm. Everyone was like, imagine coming home and Harry's your husband and Zayn's playing with the baby and all the stuff. Like I was here for it. I was reading them. Phenomenal. One particular song that got leaked was Diana, or at least the title got leaked. Tumblr went batshit crazy because everyone was like, oh my God, this is One Direction saying that like we're their princesses, like Princess Diana. And oh my God, he, they want to protect, they want to write the song to like protect us the way like the queen couldn't be protected because like Princess Diana died. I like this was like a, a conspiracy I was on for like a month on Tumblr before the song me. got leaked. I don't know. I told you I found the <laughs> Tumblr account so like we can scroll through it and like make a TikTok around it. But like I found, oh. I found my password it was crazy people really took it that far just from the name yeah and then the song got leaked on tumblr like i got a lot of midnight memory songs like leaked on tumblr oh not a lot i got two but i like the two Mm -hmm. yeah i was never really active on tumblr but i did see like little things like that here and there oh my god it was they were huge i'll show you the next time we hang out (laughs) it's insane Yeah, this came out in 2013, so almost 10 years ago. Do you want to go through Laura's thoughts? Midnight Memories, she said it was a solid album. She's a fan of nearly every song. And her faves, should we say her faves? Yeah, go for it. Okay, Little White Lies, Does He Know, Happily and Strong, which is literally mine. And Best Song Ever has like a really special place in my heart. I know Laura said she doesn't like it wasn't the best song ever. Like, first of all, that song, so the music video came out while I was off at my college orientation and had no Wi-Fi. And I was mm. panicking because I knew that was coming out that day. And I was like, I'm not going to get to see it. And like, they didn't let you have your phones at orientation. And where I went to college, had shitty service. I was like panicking. I wasn't going to get to see this video. Got to see it. Mm-hmm. Got to see it live first. And then like, this video was like a mini production. Like, please tell me you remember the Best Song Ever music video. Uh, if you give me two minutes I will refresh my memory but... no I, I can just describe it to you it's okay, the yeah, one be... where they all have alter egos so Louie and Niall are record execs and they make them like bald oh, overweight yes. men and then Zayn is in the skirt Liam is the aerobics instructor Harry plays Marcel like the little nerdy one. Oh yeah and then they like throw the paper like is it the best song ever like no but like anytime I hear that song like I get happier like my dopamine my serotonin whatever is supposed to go up goes up so it is like my number three but it's not because it's like their best song but like for me personally yeah love. Wow I completely forgot about that and I'm looking now it has 764 million views. Oh that song Um, also I think out took Miley Cyrus's Wrecking Ball video. I think that was the other big thing with Tumblr 
Tumblr. Between, like, Tumblr is a place to try to get, like, music videos really high. Like, that's where all the fans are like, watch it multiple times, watch it on different browsers, do all this stuff. Like, Tumblr was, like, really pushing that forward, too. And Twitter. Whoa. I mean, I agree with Laura. I don't like the song. Looking at that music video now and what an absolute insane train wreck that looks like makes me feel, like, better about the song. But I gave it an eight. Um, Zane's high notes, as always, are perfection. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I wouldn't say it's one of my favorites. I also really like Diana because of the Tumblr week. I think it's a good song. But like, I mm. think, but like my top six. So other than adding those two, I agree. Like Laura, you and I are on the same page. It goes happily and strong, which took me a lot to decide which one would get first billing. I did go with happily. Mm-hmm. But so happily strong does, you know, in Little White Lies, like solid. And to go to the other side to reference strong was written by Louie, happily Harry. Does he does he know was Louie and Liam and Little White Lies was Louie and Liam. Louie wrote strong. He was the one of the band mentioned on it. Kidding me. That's that's my top song. It is a really album. good song. I had a lot. I had to listen to Happily and Strong like back and forth because they're also back and forth on the track, like one seven, yeah. one eight, or eight and nine. But love both of those songs. So, they're so both much. great. You and I obviously is one of the best songs on this, right? On this album. After Little White Lies, I went Story of My Life, Little Black Dress, and You and I again. Okay. It these ones in the middle for me, like You and I, I love, but like it takes my vibe down a little bit. Uh, <laughs> so like I have to kind of pad it with a lot of like up songs. See, that's the thing. I think I'm just here for all like the slow, sad, heartbreak songs. Like that song, I I only gave a couple songs. Like I allotted myself one 10 out of 10 for every album. So that got my 10, Mm -hmm. um, which is saying a lot because there's a lot of bangers on this album. There are. But that song, it's just, it's just so good. And then Little White Lies, I forgot how much I loved it. I also ranked um, Better Than Words really high. And Through the Dark. I gave them both eight. Through the Dark was a, like a little... It was a good song. It was a little folky for like my personal taste. That's what I said. Yeah. I wrote down Love the Folk vibe. Because yeah. I really... I went through like a phase where I only listened to country and folk music. Yeah. But yeah, I really like that one. Little Black Dress, I didn't like. And I said giving country and western in a bad <laughs> way. Okay. Like the guitar, you know, the, the beat. I'm just yeah. not... Feeling. The final four tracks on the album, which are Why Don't We Go There, Does He Know, Alive, and Half a Heart, I all gave like mid range. So I don't really, I'm not on the Does He Know like hype train fan club. Oh, okay. I agree with everything else. And I think this album was very strong. My bottom four were Half a Heart, Right There, again, mm-hmm. not great. And that was Harry, Louie, and Liam. Why Don't We Go There, which was Louie. He mixed up for it with Strong, but that was a little not as we. Alive was also Louie. Louie and Liam had most of the writing credits actually, and then occasional. Through the Dark, folky for me something great was harry which like made me sad that i didn't love it yeah i gave it a four and then better than words was like kind of like was more reminiscent of like take me home true yeah and then midnight memories was like a good like mid-tier for me i agree my notes aren't making sense because like, when i was writing my notes i was just writing like uh, oh you know like <laughs> like i'm try- trying to remember what that means yeah i'd say this this album was my second favorite this album had my favorite like one-off songs like if you were Mm -hmm. like happily is like one of my favorite of their whole discography discography oh yeah Um, and then before i'll let you read laura's notes again i just read ahead a little bit and i think i'll give you the honor four yeah right okay so laura liked 10 out of 16 um and (laughs) she wrote down why did i not know that was the album name which i literally realized as well um unmemorable was her comment her faves were stockholm syndrome no control and night changes which my girl same here i agree with you as always you missed one of them that one i don't know what it means so i (laughs) i didn't read it like it's it's an analogy it's an analogy she's saying like in that song like that's the lyric and that's what it translates to i don't know i don't know (laughs) i think you need to explain that (laughs) i don't know if this is a recent revelation or just one that Laura wanted to point out. A lot of sexual innuendos throughout the albums, either either they are or 16-year-old hormonal girls made them. Like, Live While You're Young came out. It's like, oh my God, like, don't let the pictures leave your phone. It's like, oh my God, they're sending nudes. And like, all of this. So like, Laura in No Control either realized now or felt like mentioning and just reiterating that waking up to a loaded gun is referencing someone getting a bone. Can't contain this anymore. I'm all yours. I've got no control. Yeah, that's making sense now that I'm saying it. I actually, I didn't realize that that's what it was. But we do stand control and consent on this podcast. So we're mm. But my number one, <laughs> Night Changes, Stockholm Syndrome. I didn't like No Control. 
sorry. And then Fireproof okay. for my top three. Fireproof is another one that got leaked on Tumblr before it came out. I'm looking at my notes now and I actually ranked No Control 6 out of 10. So I'm going to take, I'm going to rescind what I said about <laughs> me and Laura being on the same page. <laughs> However, I do agree with Stockholm Syndrome. I think that was like kind of an interesting That interesting was Harry's. Case. That was, uh, of course it was. Okay, so my saves were um fireproof i really like change your ticket um uh, not sure again i'm i'm thinking back i'm like fireproof in the moment was, liam and change your ticket they all helped right yeah in the moment i was listening and i was really vibing with it but now i i can't remember how it goes so i ranked that high fool's gold Nile. this this album was the or weakest no, one i think this album was my least favorite um feel my girl i i hate I hate it. I skip oh, it every time. Wow. Yeah, I know. 18, I actually ranked pretty high as well. 18 was written by Ed Sheeran. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. It's not one of my go-tos. Um, Ready to Run is low. Where I you rank it high and then I realize I needed to move it. Because mm-hmm. I Clouds love the intro. Faces are both mid. Oh, there was no, a I lot of mid-range music, oh, and okay. I think from here, to, like so, for me, my bottoms were "Change Your Ticket," "Act My Age," "Clouds," "No Control," "Spaces," and "Once in a Lifetime." I couldn't even tell you how it goes. Mid, we have "Fool's Gold," "18," "Steal My Girl," and "Illusion," which I, I kind of like. We can be fluid mm-hmm. with those, and mm-hmm. then like, and we'll we'll throw "Ready to Run" down there. I put it higher because I really like like the build up to the singing, and then when they start singing, I'm like, oh no, this isn't as good as I thought it was. But mm-hmm. yeah, "Night Changer" stop. Stockholm Syndrome, Fireproof. I really like Where Do Broken Hearts Go and Girl Almighty are like my top. But then like this one definitely had ones like really good. Eh, I'll hear. And I'm like, eh, don't want to hear again. I mean, I'd say the whole album as a whole was the weakest one, in my opinion. Is that controversial? <laughs> well, more than Made in the AM. I found more songs on Made in the AM. Like Made in the AM had more hits, in my opinion, and more okay. like misses. But Four just has a lot of mid songs that I forgot existed. Well, the Night Changes Conspiracy Theories, I was looking it up on some forum, and then everyone's like, oh yeah, this song is about, and again, we stand consent, virginity is a construct, is about like sleeping with someone for the first time. That's and like when right. you listen to the lyrics and you go through like the segments, it just makes it funny. Like, well, do you yeah. remember the words to the song? Any of them? I'm looking at them right now. We're only getting older, baby. And I've been thinking about it lately. Does it ever drive you crazy? Just how fast the night changes? Do you think I should just read <laughs> all of these lyrics and like this spoken word poetry? <laughs> you should. It's perfect. <laughs> Going out tonight changes into something red. Her mother doesn't like that kind of dress. <laughs> Okay, reading these, like, not singing them is a way different vibe. <laughs> the other thing, this also, <laughs> Night Changes, I think, is, like, their most popular song ever, other than what makes you... No like way. I can, I will I was that. gonna, I was gonna ask, like, which is their biggest no, song? No, Night, Night Changes, mm, okay. It can't oh, cool. be. Okay, well, here's the thing. Spotify, like, this is, like, confusing. So, if you go by the popular, it goes, Night Changes, What Makes You Beautiful, Story of My Life, Steal My Girl, Drag Me Down, which are all singles and or, like, the first song released on the album. But what doesn't uh-huh. make sense is when you read the, like, number count in terms of like listens it goes story of my life what makes you beautiful night change nope sorry drag me down look on story YouTube? of my life what makes you beautiful night changes to my girl no this is the spotify so they go okay. in popular order night changes in first but when you read the numbers drag me down is first so i don't know how spotify does it but those are the songs that are the highest night changes also has the most adorable video and i think it's like that one like they were completely playing into the fan base so do you remember the video or do you want me to explain it please explain it this was the video where it was like they could clearly had a really good like young marketing team because this is the one where you got to pov on all of the dates with them so like they were always holding the camera so like i think it was liam who did the ice skating date like he was holding it like while i'm showing my hand as if anyone can see this other than molly and then like niall when he but then all the dates go awry like niall spills the hot chocolate like liam breaks every bone in his body i can't remember the other three dates i think oh zane spills like spaghetti on the at the fancy restaurant this is also when zane's like growing out his hair and it's like all slicked back being a hairy girl i'm really sad i don't remember maybe we hairy when i was getting i don't remember hmm. but i do know like those were some of the scenes but you, you was basically you were on a date with one direction in the video because they had like the camera positioned where like your head would be well that's beautiful and amazing i just wasn't a big music video person i guess like i love that you have all these details but not remembering any of them and i looked it up and i think what makes you beautiful is biggest song that they had but it's just because it came out first i think it came like, out that was longer. a single and it came out like right on the heels of x factor and like everyone was yeah. covering it 
Yeah, so that's like, at 1.3 billion. So I think that wins. All right. Well, we made it through all the albums. The only song I didn't mention, which is another iconic one from like way back in the early days, which is I think the first song where everyone's like, I think for the X Factor judges and where girls were starting to realize that something could happen, they covered Torn when they went to Simon's house during the X Factor. Um, yes. And that was kind of the yes, song I think did. that kind of affirmed to everyone like, oh, maybe you guys can be something. Like maybe this is something like some. And it's great because really it's only Liam and Harry singing and the rest of the boys doing like the ooh vocals in the back. I'm surprised Zane didn't sing more, but that song I guess might have not been in his range, but hmm that was a great song. yeah oh beautiful harry smashed it i think like i think take me home is the strongest album laura that's yeah. laura's favorite album i think though that like my favorite songs come off midnight memories like if you only got to listen to three one direction songs like for the rest of your life like mm. what would they be well i i gotta go with all my 10 out of 10s which would be yeah. you and i uh-huh. rock me and I mean, I kind of just ranked Stole My Heart 10 out of 10, like, as a joke, because it's such a weird (laughs) song. So I'm not going to choose that one. Um, I think Over Again. So you and I, Over Again, and Rock Me. Rock Me is like your wild card. Because the other two, like, are very, not the same, but they're very, like, on par. Yeah. But I mean, it's just, I mean, that's an impossible question. Yeah, I know. (laughs) If I were to, like, okay, if I'm keeping myself to the same rules I'm keeping you, Irresistible happily i'm like trying to i'm singing the song in my head to see like what kind of like like what fix of them am i missing because it's like you don't pick yeah. as much as i love like tell me a lie i was when i was like listening to that from like up all night i was like oh my god this is so great like i was feeling empowered i was feeling like aggressive but like it's right? not the same happily but it's too close to like take up like that third spot mm. what and about I, like little things or but then irresistible um... slow i really think for me like it's not because it's the it's the best song for my nostalgia i think it would be best song ever i think it would be best song ever happily and irresistible would be my top three that i would listen to best song ever would be one of your best songs ever it's not one of their best songs ever but it's like what song like makes me the happiest like i will put that song Mm. on like when i just need to feel better oh i love that because it's like no it's like if i want a good song we wouldn't pick best song ever yeah honestly listening listening to all of the albums was therapeutic for me (laughs) like maybe i think it might be if okay if i'm like doing this based on like the quality of song irresistible and i would would still no it's irresistible happily and then i think it would be stockholm syndrome wow great choices would still show I'm a Harry girl because Harry wrote two of those three. You wouldn't take anything from the first album? If I only got three, I don't think I would. Yeah, that's fair enough. Okay, and then Laura, so Laura's favorites, Little White Lies, we all agreed girls on. I Want, which I don't understand. Rock That's me. one of her top? Oh, wow. Yeah. Rock Me, Summer Love, and What a Feeling. That, again, kind of shocked me. Like, wow. And then her worst I was were- thinking about putting What a Feeling in my top three, but I replaced it with something else. But I do love that song. It's so fun. Okay. And then her worst were Another World, Wolves, oh, yeah. Illusion, Act My Age, Midnight Memories, Best Song Ever, Live All We're Young, and One Way or Another, which I respect. Like, the reason she doesn't like it are, like, the reasons I do, because they're, like, kitschier, poppier, like, not as, like, emotionally draining songs. Mm-hmm. Like, to listen to you and... It's like, if you listen to, like, You and I, 18, Night Changes, and, like, Gotta Be You, I'm not gonna want to listen to that before I go do something, before I go out, before I go to brunch while I'm getting ready. Like, that's what you watch after, like, you watch A Walk to Remember the Notebook and want to just be sad. Exactly. No, that's that's when you're in your in your feelings. Sad boy hours, you have a candle lit and you have a cup of tea and, like, you're, you want to cry. Yeah, like, oh, I'll throw if the- I could fly in there, too, because that would also go in that mix. That's the thing. The more I look at my list, the more I want to change my answers, and I don't think I can ever narrow it down to a top three. Yeah, no, it's very hard. Thankfully, we have five albums in Spotify. Current One Direction drama, they just passed their 12-year anniversary, and for some reason, X Factor and, like, the band is doing more, like, press and talking about it more, which is weird, because I was like, wouldn't you have done that at the 10-year anniversary? Like, why now? But yes, the Liam interview. The Liam interview with person I refuse to name and give any more airtime to on my podcast but mm-hmm. he and his brother are known for fighting and being stupid and insensitive so you can guess which podcast this is what did liam say liam just seems to have a bit of an ego problem and i can understand because like i was one of the people that was very obsessed with him and like he's very good looking and very like talented i suppose but it's just <laughs> the energy that he was giving off in this interview was really off-putting and it made me it gave me the ick in so many ways i don't even remember like specific things he said it's just more 
more of like the attitude he had in this interview. And like, what did you feel from the unsaid person? I just felt like maybe he needs to like take a few steps back and reevaluate some of his <laughs> opinions and decisions. Like it just seemed like he took a lot of credit and was like he was very patronizing of like the other band members and what he contributed in reference to what they contributed to the like it just seemed like he he thought he was the star of the show which like not really because look at harry and look at zane well i think so going back to the 12 years 20 90s liam auditioned for x factor in like 2008 for one direction made it through to simon's house and got sent home so this was a re-audition for him so liam was the most known in the x factor circuit and like he was the one when he re-auditioned like so i think like in the way the show pushed his narrative was that he was kind of going to big brother and elite the other one fun fact yeah. i don't remember i can't promise you i know all of their birthdays but like i still could tell you louis the oldest and then i believe it goes zane liam niall harry I know Harry's the youngest because he's February 1st of 94. I recently re- remembered that Niall's birthday is September 13th, 93, because L- Lily had it in a heart, a green heart on her hand for when she made cupcakes, <laughs> when Laura made cupcakes for his birthday. I don't remember Liam's birthday. And I know Louie's a Christmas baby. And Zane, so I think Zane's would be the January 12th. And That's I have no excellent work. But... Liam was yeah, kind I of forgot Laura made one. cupcakes. No, we were crazy. But yes, Liam was the more established one when the group got together. Well, you can tell in, when they sing Torn, like they did base it around Liam. Like Liam was mm. the one they were, surprise, surprise, sorry to burst anyone's bubble, but like Hollywood and these shows and these editings, like they all have a narrative. They all have a story to push and it's all capitalistic based. So obviously every, uh, God, Destiny's Child needs a Beyonce and Sync needs a JT. Like every band has like the standout, the one who can go solo. It was, I'm assuming X Factor was originally pushing for it to be Liam and probably like in his ear telling him it was going to be Liam. However, once the pubescent teenage girls got a hold of it, although Lily and Lily still stuck with the tradition, most of us leaned towards Harry and Zane, particularly Harry. Like, I don't like there are so many people now who are Harry fans who are not One Direction fans, which I kind of don't feel you have a right to be, but that's my own gatekeeping I need to work on. But like, <laughs> no, there are so many people I know now who love Harry and like love his music. And I'm like, but you like if you didn't love him during his like One Direction days, like he's fine. Yeah, what gives you the right? my own gatekeeping problems i'm fully aware but like it was very clear harry was the lead like it was very clear like after that torn cover came out like once make you beautiful like made harry the lead like when he is this when he is singing the bridge to that brunette girl in on the beach with like his eyes staring and like with his hand in her hair like he became the lead like very quickly yeah William still got the first verse like for them to hedge their bets on like whoever's gonna gravitate towards but it was very clearly it was Harry yeah and he then, said something about that in the interview he's like yeah they always gave me the first verse because the other boys wouldn't couldn't be uh confident enough to take the first you know he was talking a lot about how he got the first verse of a lot of songs yeah he did because when they perform like the other boys weren't experienced as experienced as he was so he like start them off which like fair enough i suppose yeah you can still say that and you can make isla most songs so like i had i just was a little bit more like willing to start and i loved getting to do that and help like you can still make it a we instead of a me but like he made it a mm-hmm. me I get it because like it's such poor timing because like Zane's been relatively quiet. I know he's making music. He just seems more introverted of all of well, them. Well, he's been introverted and like things like Zane's music is all very angsty music. So like again, I have to be in the mood for it. Harry like does more of the gamut and like I think that Harry just did Coachella. Harry did, Harry released an album. Harry's gonna be in like two movies. Harry's now in the MCU, which got ruined for me on TikTok, which I will mm-hmm. always be bitter about. But like Liam kind of like, it's a thing of like, I get like needing to grasp for fame and like wanting it. But it's like, I didn't think Liam was doing poorly. It's like, I saw him on TikTok. I follow him on Instagram. Like he seems to be doing things, having a career, TikToking, like going live with people. Like he didn't seem to be like falling behind. I'm using quotes. Like, yeah, not everyone can be Harry Styles, but his iconic strip that down song is one of my favorite things to watch. (laughs) I'm doing the dance to that song. Oh so God, yeah, never... he wasn't like, oh my gosh, it's rough. But he, he, yeah, he, he's not like a unsuccessful artist. Yeah. And like, I, I have to like remind myself that they're all just people at the end of the day. And like, 
he might have just had like a bad interview and it happens to everyone but uh, well I, was like, I have no I have no desire to watch that full interview because I don't like the interviewer and I don't want to like give them any more like support analytics anything so like, I don't know the full context but the other thing is like the podcast he was on like let's just face it is like a dick swinging contest so it's like being it's like if Liam was interviewed by like let's say Alex of Call Her Daddy versus who he was interviewed by he might have said the same thing and phrased it differently versus this is kind of a who's bigger kind of show who's like that's kind of their vibe of like let's let's be big men let's be caveman so like yeah Liam that's a good point that way, I feel like could be feeding into that mm-hmm. like matching could also be an asshole, energy but like I also see the meeting of energy with them so like yeah but yeah it was disappointing because the thing is like Liam wasn't I thought Harry was the cute Harry and Zane I thought were cute in different ways but for me also Harry and Zane have the best vocals I have a video saved on my computer which is all of like it's not a compilation but like I know on tour like Zane would always do an extra run in the final course of what makes you beautiful like I know where it is like every time I hear the song like, I can tell you where that run goes mm. they had better voices Liam had a fine voice and it can be mixed and do the poppy thing but like the other boys had better voices and that doesn't mean like the strip that down and kind of that stuff for Liam was great and he was also willing to dance and be like a big guy but like he's like the thing of like you don't need to like like make them shine less to like shine brighter especially like especially when you're not the brightest like here's the thing if harry had come out with a comment like that people would still criticize him and call him a douche but people also think harry and or zane were stronger were more talented so you also have to weigh that if you're gonna make a claim like that and you're not the most talented of the group you need to sit down yeah i agree liam He'll always have a piece of my heart. But yeah, you should watch that interview. And I know if Laura were here, she'd she'd say the same thing. She was equally as like, what is this? Because mm-hmm. when it came out, I, I'm also not a fan of the person that he was on the podcast of. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it was just like, man, like we'd love this guy for like 10 years and now he's coming out being like really gross and obnoxious so but anyways no no hate to the man he's still like my pick (laughs) gotta go with he's my ride or die band like it's so easy to get attached to the the boys and like at least for me like it was cool having Niall who's Irish like having that connection with Niall and like I don't know they're just they're a charismatic like great group of of people so it's hard not to feel like protective or like upset the thing that was to me was so sad about what like when I heard just like the clips I did of Liam was like I really respected him as an artist Mm -hmm. I thought he was a good artist I thought he was good I thought he was talented like and this like just like really is like oh like you're really just like you you've gone to your own head now which was disappointing because one of the things about One Direction so when they were on X Factor like again going back all the way for context they used to vlog I don't know whether this was X Factor mandatory or they had nothing else to do but they used to literally vlog on youtube backstage there was like these all of these conspiracies but like one of them i think it was like louie liking carrots liam was afraid of spoons or forks or something was like another one they all had like weird things that they would do in these videos and they all had like nicknames like it was a do thing. you have the the picture of the thing that i made back in high school of like a t-shirt with like carrots and spoons on it i'm sure i do somewhere Okay, I'm going to send it to you right now because I I knew all of those references and like you just unlocked a memory for me. Like 2010 YouTube and people were actually relatable. Like One Direction, like Mm -hmm. like Harry worked at a bakery. Like Zayn wasn't sure about cult. Like it was a very, like when Zayn wouldn't dance on X Factor, I know it was a big thing because they were like, well, you can't be in a boy band if you won't dance. He's like, well, then he did it. And then he never did it again once they got in the band. But like they were really relatable, I think. They were a boy band who like was perfect for our demographic because like I said, I think, I think, I don't know. I'm going to say like we might be like in his early 30s and the rest are still in their 20s or like 28, 20, Harry's 94. So he's only a year older than us. Mm. like they're in the in the perfect age group and they would just do like really stupid cute shit the lyric changes or forgetting the lyrics or punching each other on stage or pushing each other over or like froggy hopping over one another and like they would just be really playful and i think that's one of the things that like I'm, I might be using this term wrong, so apologies to Gen Z and Gen Alpha, but it felt very, like, written by a woman energy, as people say. Like, they were very yes. unassumingly fun. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Yeah, they felt very, like, safe and, like, I don't know. I don't know if it was, like, just their, no, not yet. It was their dynamic or their marketing team or whatever, but, like, yeah. No, I think those that was genuinely who they were. Like, I think that's who they were. Mm, I think so, too. I can't find it, but I'll send it to you later. 
I'm going to FaceTime you, but then you're going to mute it. And I'm just going to like scroll through the Tumblr a little bit and you can like describe <laughs> what you're seeing. Okay. Oh my gosh. Oh, wow. Wow. Harry's hair when it was that length was so good. Wow. <laughs> Wait, go up more. <laughs> what is, is that his mom? I don't know. Describe what you're seeing. Niall is in a suit with a striped tie carrying an elderly woman with a big hair piece. Oh my gosh, a lot of Louis. I stick with Niall. I'm glad I chose Niall. Oh my gosh, not Jack and Finn. And Tyler Oakley. Oh my god. A cop taking a selfie with Louis. Oh wow. Ugh, so cheeky. They had the concert movies, but then they had the, oh god, the, the, oh shoot, what was it called? The This Is Us movie, which was like the big documentary series following them from, I believe it was like Take Me Home to Midnight. Night memories. Tyler Oakley got to interview them. Zoella got to interview. And then they had the big premiere where Harry looked great. They all did. But this is also where Zane and his ex-fiance like announced their engagement. And I remember I was live streaming this like from the UK at the time. Whoa. It was like huge news. Oh man. Well, I'm looking at pictures of them at the premiere and Liam was wearing a really aggressive leather jacket. Yes. They oh do God, look Harry's great though. Nipple. This is a great time. Yeah. Like so oh many great gosh. things. So many great memories. Yeah. So, so good. This is like my favorite time I, I lived through. Like 2013 <laughs> was a great time to be alive. Yeah. And I feel like going back through like some of this footage and these songs, like as like I've been contemplating, like, because it feels like it's been, because it's been like, like moments like this is kind of like where you really see the whole like youth was wasted on the young. Like, <laughs> Like, yep. not that we didn't have fun. Like, you had fun. It's like, we were going off to college. We were, like, trying to date because we were all, like, single spinsters. Like, like you were waiting for so much to happen. And, like, if we had just, like, fully been able, and I mean, I can't speak for you or anyone else, but it's like, if I was able to, like, fully just be present in these concerts, which I pretty much was, but, like, could, like, recall that feeling, I feel like I would have had life so much easier back in those days, which makes me feel like I'm so old to back in those old days. But like, it truly does. It was like a decade ago that this happened. And I feel like you only understand like the the like greatness of these times, like when you get older and you're looking back on stuff like this. So true. That's why I can't wait to see all those old concerts. Because like, since the band is broken up, unless they get back together, like that'll never happen again. And like, we, we were making custom t-shirts for these shows. Like, we, we were signs, fully too. invested. Mm -hmm. Did you only go to one concert? I think so. I'm trying to find evidence on Facebook now, but... I went to Take Me Home twice, and then I went to LA, and I saw the Midnight Memories tour. Laura won tickets to the last tour at... Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah! She won it on the radio. She, like, texted me, she's like, so we're going. It's like, well, yeah, we're going. That was, like, a shit show to try to figure out Levi Stadium. It was new. The bag policy was, like, funky. Like, my bag, like, barely made it through. It was super stressful. Or maybe it even didn't. We cut a huge line. There was a mom who felt really bad for us, which was really nice. And the I feel like we need to give an honorable mention to Five Seconds of Summer, who are now re-popping off. But I think a lot of people remember them because they opened for One Direction, I think, on most of the tours I saw. I don't know if every tour. I mean, I think so. And they were a little off. Australian cutie. They were cute. I think Laura was more into them than me. I didn't really get the hype. I was just too fully invested in my One Direction experience. There were like a few songs that I love that they do. I mean, I'll do what I'm doing for the One Tree Hill podcast and like I like play like non-copyrighted <laughs> music but um, I'm scrolling all the way back on Instagram right now by the way like through thousands of pictures trying to find these Oh yeah, One Five Direction Seconds of Summer moment. has continued to release music, which is like good for them. But like when I'm trying to find like these old songs, that's real. So like their big song was like She Looks So Perfect. Oh my God, no, Amnesia was like such a bop though. Do you remember? Do you need to play it? Um, I think I'd have to listen to it. I'm all, I'm almost there. Oh yeah. You remember the song? Oh yeah, of course I do. Such a great song. Beautiful, beautiful song. Beautiful memories. And then this was the other song which they performed, which it like wasn't as big. Such great songs. Wait, they were cute. They were yeah, good. No, they Are were they so re-popping off now? Yeah, well, yeah, like, I'm sure you've heard this song that, like, well, if we do. Yes, I know this song. Oh, this is a good song. Yes. You, yeah, they're okay, re-popping off. Okay, I stand. Yeah, I stand them. I don't know anything about them, but I still stand. But they were great opening for One Direction. Like, very mm -hmm. similar, like, especially for the first two songs that we do, very similar era, very similar, like, teeny bop vibe. Love that. I Is there another the thing that I've erased from my memory? Trauma response, it's fine. I know. 
So I think what this Um, proves, if any of you aren't convinced, yes, One Direction holds the test of time and will. The songs I like, I don't feel are very, I don't know, maybe you can be more objective because like One Direction fan, Directioner for life, don't feel like they're dated songs. Like some of them do feel very dated. Like Up All Night feels very dated. But like if you listen to Happily Now, still just as relevant. But if I could fly for your eyes only song from Harry, he performs on tour still. Or I've seen him perform it. So like, very relevant and when laura and i saw niall he did fool's gold so like these songs hold up like it's not just like oh they were like a cute band it's like some of these songs hold up i'm not saying oh, they all do of course they do but, like they actually do okay well we weren't do i need I to mean, play you why... taken again <laughs> <laughs> well that's why no when i listen to the first album and i listen to still my heart that's why i'm like what is this like who is this so there there are songs that like have made it through the the test of time the first album there are a lot of songs that like you listen to and you're like this is a way different like vibe for this band as they grew like they definitely got rid of a lot of like the weirder sound techno edm yes yeah and they did embrace like a lot more folk music as they moved along through their career i like how harry and i feel like after this i have one question for you and then i think we should wrap up but i love how harry sings what makes you beautiful like that's his tour song he sang it at coachella he sings it a lot and I appreciate it. But I love that he kind of, I know music, I played music, I can't sing, but like I took me, I was in orchestra for eight years. So like I get music and tempo and all things. I like how Harry like kind of remixed What Makes You Beautiful. But like when you're singing to an audience of like a million people, they're going to sing it the way they know it. So if you watch him sing it like at Coachella, it's really funny because he's trying to do something kind of rockier and funkier and cooler with it. But everyone's just singing it the way that we grew up with it. (laughs) Yeah, you were like, we're not going to let you evolve on this song, Harry. You're going to sing it like you did when you were like 17. Yeah, like when he sings the chorus, like it doesn't sound like. Yeah, well, Harry, Harry has like changed and evolved over time, like in such a drastic way that there's no way he could perform like he used to. Like he's going to make it his new sound, which yeah, I love. I love which that. I completely understand. I think is the right move to do. It's just funny when you hear him sing and like hear like mm-hmm. him try to like get like a crowd of people to like do it with him. Yeah, like, I listen. found all of my, my One Direction, but I love when they like change little pieces of the song like that when they change like the melody or whatever yeah. so good also well, yeah I did find all my old One Direction posts so I, I always send in those I want to wrap up and then it's like that's one of the reasons more than this was such a good song because like at the end when like Louie has that line like on my knees praying they would change it to the city or like one time I think they did fried chicken like they do really weird things like if you like you can find compilations of their lyric changes that are just really fun <sighs> Lily really? I found so- a, a picture of me with a Harry Styles cardboard cutout <laughs> love that for you where like at the mall i guess i don't know it was from 2013 which apparently was the best year of my life so you peaked (laughs) i think i did okay so willie what should we name this episode directionators did i earn that title no No, directionators are the bad one directionators are the fake fan because they're the ones who would like like say they were the ones who are like i like one direction except i only like harry and it's like no you have to like all of the boys to like one direction or they would say thing or they would like get the songs and the albums mixed up granted the directioners were like a very like toxic gatekeeping group of fans that Laura and I were a part of because it was a thing of like if you got a because the thing is like I remember like, people on Tumblr were mean like if you got a lyric wrong like you were kicked out as a group like you were no longer a One Direction fan if you weren't there yeah. streaming it or like if you weren't coding your computer to listen to every song released like two million times like fake fan right that's how I feel sometimes I feel like a fake fan but I also like I feel like I wasn't the Tumblr like I wasn't the music video Tumblr pop culture like I I wasn't into all that but the music man I listened to those albums so many times so I feel like I earned the title of directioner we'll let Laura call it yeah Laura will call it like Laura will listen and she'll text us and they're like did you because yeah no you were very into this the music of it and I think that I think like a lot of things like there's like the actual art piece like in One Direction's case it's like the song but then Mm -hmm. there's also like everything surrounding it similarly to anything like marvel like now that i'm into the marvel like universe like i love the marvel movies i'm not a comic person and i love like i love the marvel cinematic universe which means like i like the art of the movies but then it's like oh now i look up like 
things about Chris Evans and like conspiracy theories. Like you can take with social media and everything, you can like expand an art beyond its art form. And I feel like that's what like the directioner like fan thing was. Like no, like unless you wrote six fan fictions about like how like Harry was gonna marry you and like have sex with you on like the kitchen counter, like you're not a fan. Yeah, I wasn't quite at that level yet. Um. <laughs> I never, I want to be clear, I never wrote these. But like when you scroll through Tumblr, you see all the people who do write them. Well, I don't know what we should call this. It was a wild ride. I think we we have really accurate opinions. Thank you for listening to today's episode of In Omnia Protest featuring Lily and Angela does this part. So like sometimes I'd like, <laughs> don't forget to rate, download and subscribe on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. As always, where we lead, where you lead will follow. Where you follow. Yes. Where, where we lead. You, where, Should where I say it with you? <laughs> no, it's fine. Where you lead will follow. So head on over to at Inomniapod on Instagram and let us know what you want to hear in the comments and which member of One Direction is and or was your favorite. Bye. Bye.